to Matthew. Jesus was going through a field of grain on the Sabbath. His disciples were hungry and began to pick the heads of grain and eat them. When the Pharisees saw this, they said to him, See, your disciples are doing what is unlawful to do on the Sabbath. He said to them, Have you not read what David did when he and his companions were hungry? How he went into the house of God and ate the bread of offering, which neither he nor his companions but only the priests could lawfully eat? Or have you not read in the law that on the Sabbath the priests serving in the temple violate the Sabbath and are innocent? I say to you, something greater than the temple is here. If you knew what this meant, I desire mercy, not sacrifice, you would not have condemned these innocent men, for the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. The Gospel of the Lord. Good morning, everyone. Well, Jesus commands the Pharisees, which many times he's really talking to us, uh, but in the gospel today, he says he wants us to focus on this concept of mercy, not sacrifice. Um, I want to talk about two different kinds of mercy. Uh, the first, uh, let's call it a vertical type of mercy between us and God. And that is really spelled out really well in our first reading from Isaiah and then our responsorial psalm. Um, Hezekiah has a pretty prominent place in the Old Testament. We read about him in Chronicles, Second Kings, and in Isaiah uh, itself, which is what we read this morning. Um, God did some miraculous things with Hezekiah. Uh, but we read today uh, where Hezekiah is going to die. And he cries, and the Lord hears him, and he heals him. And we could easily look at this first type of mercy uh, when Jesus says we should be looking for mercy. He desires mercy, not sacrifice. And we could, we could read this in a way that says, well, we, we get the benefit, the benefit of mercy, but we don't have to do anything. And, of course, we know that we can't earn God's mercy. There's nothing that we can do to receive that mercy. It's a, it's a beautiful gift. And we have to be reminded of that. And I think Jesus is going to help us understand that in this second kind of mercy. But... One of the interesting things that happens, and we read about it in the responsorial psalm, which is really from Isaiah. This is the canticle that we read that Hezekiah says after he realizes he's not going to die. And it's very beautiful, like most of the canticles that we read. But there's a line that's left out uh, towards the end of the canticle. And Hezekiah says, the living, the living give you thanks as I do today. Hezekiah realizes the gift that the Lord has given him. And that's what we need to be reminded of all the time, the wonderful gift that the Lord gives us. Uh, 
a, a wonderful quote that uh, uh, Irenaeus in the second century said, the glory of God is in man fully alive. That's where we need to go. We need to be fully alive, and that's letting Christ in us. Um, one of the things that uh, we are reminded of, uh, especially with all of our joyful mysteries, is the incarnation, which is really mercy entering into our world. Uh, uh, we see this that the word dwells with us. Um, I was reminded, uh, I was just trying to read some things about mercy, and I ran across uh, a, a reflection where really mercy is when Christ entangles himself with us in our life. And that really started to resonate with me, and I was thinking about this idea of Christ entangling with us, and I was reminded of a prayer that we say as we mix the wine and the water. And we say, by this mystery of the wine and water, may we share in Christ's divinity as he humbled himself to share in our humanity. It's a beautiful prayer and a reminder of what's happening at the altar. Um, you know, it's uh, when, I, when I thought about the, um, what's happening with the consecration, um, I, I recalled something that uh, I had read um, by a, a second or a third century church father about the mixing of the water and the wine, and I just wanted to read part of this. For because Christ bore us all, that he also bore our sins, we see that in the water is understood to be the people, but in the wine is showed the blood of Christ. But when the water is mingled in the cup of the wine, the people are made one with Christ, and the assembly of believers is associated and conjoined with him on whom it believes, which association and conjunction of water and wine is so mingled in the Lord's cup that the mixture cannot any more be separated. Whence, moreover, nothing can separate the church, that is, the people established in the church, faithfully and firmly, preserving in that which they have believed from Christ, in such a way as to prevent their undivided love from always abiding and adhering. I hope you, I hope you get this sense of entanglement that Christ has with us. Now, we know that when we receive both forms, the wafer and the cup, we only need one. We don't, we don't need both, and we don't need a lot because of what's happening in us. But this entanglement, uh, and this really leads us to the second form of mercy, and that is a horizontal mercy. And this is really what I want us to take out of this uh, today, 
is that we need more of the horizontal mercy, which is us entangling ourselves with the lives of our brothers and sisters. There is a lot of hurt and sickness and tension in the world, and what's needed more than ever is us bringing our faith, bringing what we have learned, bringing the healing that comes when we're here in this sanctuary out into the world. Uh, If you look up Isaiah 38 in the catechism, it points us back to Isaiah 38, which is what we read today, and it talks about illness. And it's clear to see, because we've seen a healing of Hezekiah, but it says that illness often takes us to anguish, self-absorption, despair, and revolt against God. More than ever, we need the healing that we get here, out in the rest of the world. And we are the feet of Christ, and we need to take it out of here. 